Welcome. You are listening to Bible teaching from Island Community Church in downtown Memphis, Tennessee. We hope today's message helps you grow in relationship with Jesus. You can access more gospel resources and ways to connect with our church at iccmemphis.com. Thank you for listening. Well, Happy New Year and welcome back. Um, It is an exciting time. Uh, I was talking with uh, Barrett this morning and Mitchell and it's just so unique to to welcome in a new year. Like it is New Year Day and we are together as a body, as a church, worshiping together. Like that's pretty unique and it's pretty cool. Um, And I'm so excited that you guys are here. My name is Matthew Evans. Uh, If you don't know me, I serve as a lay elder here at ICC and um, it's just been a joy uh, serving in that role. Um, but if you've been with us for the past uh, month or so, I would say we've been going through a series called The Wonder of Christmas. And we've been trying to recapture the simple wonder of the Christmas story, why, hence why it's called The Wonder of Christmas. Um, just to kind of recap us, because I know it's been a while since we've all been together like on a Sunday morning, but uh, the first week, Mitchell taught on the arrival of hope that, we've, that we see when Jesus arrives, literally as a baby. He comes in the form of uh, the flesh and God himself in the flesh. It's the arrival of hope. Then AJ taught on the humility of Jesus and the wonder of such humility of a king. Um, and that was just truly amazing when you truly think about how the God of the universe humbling himself to, to come in the form of a babe, like in the form of, of what he created us to be in the flesh as human, uh, it's truly incredible. And we were reminded to live in that humility. John Caleb taught us on the, the wonder of Emmanuel, God with us, the fact that Jesus is God himself and God came down from his throne to earth to be with us. And there's such wonder in that. And then, of course, I don't need to tell you what last week was, because last week was Christmas. And you guys, uh, we all joined together on Christmas Eve. And then also, um, you worshiped with your family on Christmas Day. And I hope that we all marveled at the greatest gift of all time, the gift of God himself to us as his creation. Um, Today, we're going to be finishing this series in a way. Uh, I know that Christmas is over. You still see the Christmas decorations back here. Before you judge, I would ask, does your house still have Christmas decorations up? Okay, that's what I would think. I know our house still does, although Anna was taking some of it down yesterday. But um, I I think it's awesome that we get to finish this series of wonder on New Year's Day because there's such Um, importance, I feel like, of this day and specifically of kind of moving out of this this series, the wonder of Christmas, and into this this newness, right? How do we maintain, how do we live in this wonder that we've captured in the Christmas season, right? I don't know about you, but I can go, uh, I remember going to church camp as a youth and I would go to church camp and man, I would like, you'd study the Bible more than you ever did. And you know, and it's like, you hear a great preaching and you would come back from church camp and I would just be like, I love Jesus. Like I was just like so on fire and I could not wait. And then, you know, just over time, like you go back to your middle school or to your high school or whatever, and you, you lose that sense of fire. You lose that sense of wonder. How do we maintain the sense of wonder that we've captured in the Christmas season. Well, my prayer is that we understand the wonder of new life, the wonder of new life that we have 
in Jesus. So if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open them to Colossians chapter 3. We will be there and in 2 Corinthians 5, so if you want to, if you happen to turn there on the way, you can stick your thumb there. Colossians chapter 3, we're going to be starting in, in verse 1. Verse 1, and I'll read from the ESV. If then you have been raised with Christ, and man, we made it so far before I stopped, but I want to explain this real quick, okay? If then you have been raised with Christ, okay, I just, the, it is acknowledging who the intended audience is, okay? If then you have been raised with Christ, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you claim to be a part of the church and you are a, a true disciple of Jesus Christ, this is for you. This message right here is for you. Okay, we're going to make it further this time. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above and not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear, will appear with him in glory. This phrase in verse three that I'm gonna direct your attention to uh, for now, but verse three starts off with, with the writer, he's saying, for you have died. For you have died. You ever like just, just kind of sat on that verse, sat on that phrase and took it in? For you have died. You may be wondering, Matthew, you, you're kind of camping out on this verse for a second. And the title of this message is The Wonder of New Life. And here in the passage we're studying, it says, for you have died. Well, I'll explain. You see, in this, this Christmas story that we've been kind of going through, um, the arrival of Jesus, right? There's, it, it comes full circle with the life. This little baby Jesus, he grows up and he lives a perfect life. And he goes to the cross and takes on the punishment that we deserved through his life, death, and his resurrection of Jesus that we celebrate in the Easter season. And I'm not going to sit here and just preach on that just yet, but just know that this isn't just a story about Jesus and it's not just a biography about his life. But the life and death and resurrection of Jesus is a reality for all who repent and believe in his work and who he is that for all people who do that, the old self dies and they are a new creation. Okay, we're gonna look into some scripture that's, that's gonna dive deeper into this, but I, this old self dying, it, this, this, this phrase for you have died, and we know and, and we're about to study in 2 Corinthians 5 that this new life, this is a miracle that I pray today that we can leave maybe with just a new sense of wonder, a new sense of just marveling at this, at this new life. You may think as a believer in Jesus that maybe, you know, I just, I've never experienced a miracle like I see, you know, in the Old Testament or something. Your soul is a miracle. There's like, I mean, the, the fact that the old has died and that you are a new creation. There's a newness of life. And like I said, we're going to study this. The Bible teaches this way better than I can. In 2 Corinthians 5, if you want to flip over there, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14, starting in verse 14, it says, 
For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We are truly new creations. Like the old has passed, the new has come. And I love that just in, the, in verse 17, it literally calls us, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Maybe you at one time, like when you first, uh, and I'm speaking specifically to the believers this, this morning, um, there's a gospel message for, for you if you're, if you're just not a, a follower of Jesus Christ quite yet, maybe you're just exploring, there's a message here for you. There's such newness of life waiting for you. But to the believer, to the, to the church, I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to us this morning that we, you may have been amazed at that at one time. You know, maybe if you reflect back at your uh, your salvation experience, maybe like when you first became a Christian, there was like this all, almost like that youth camp all of, of being amazed about this newness of life. But, but does this still amaze us? Have, have we, have, do we um, meditate like on this truth probably as we should? Um, and just to dig a little bit deeper into this, uh, I don't know about you, but is anyone thankful that the, the old self that, that longed after serving self and, and even like evil as scripture teaches, is anyone like thankful in the church that that person is dead? Like I, don't, like I know that's kind of hardcore to, 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 to think about, but like that, that death that we talk about for you have died in verse three, that death of our old self is directly tied to the crucifixion of Jesus. That's really what I want to, to maybe relay this morning is that we understand that the death of the old self is tied to the crucifixion with the, the new creation, the new life we have is tied to the resurrection. And what I mean by that is like literally as the nails were driven through the hands and the feet of Jesus and as the spear pierced his side and as he took his final breath and he finally died. The picture of the cross. So did our old self. So did our old self. Literally, for you have died. Think about that. Even in 2 Corinthians 5, it says, for one have died, therefore all have died. The old has died. And I want you to please consider this as well, because this is where the newness of life comes in. Just as Jesus victoriously rose from the grave, in the triumphant resurrection, so did your new self, the new creation, the newness of life. It's tied directly to the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Like, isn't that amazing? Like, I, I know it's just a simple truth. We're talking about simple wonders in this season as we go through this series of the wonder of Christmas, the wonder of new life. I, I'm not teaching you anything new this morning. It's just I'm trying to help us reconsider and even like recapture that wonder of the old is gone and that there's a newness of life and how miraculous that truly is. You could not have done that yourself. 
you, you would have been, you are hopeless without Jesus in the, in the sense of, of having life, true life, life beyond just this physical beating heart of ours, but life everlasting, life eternally, life with our Father of knowing and worshiping and enjoying Him. This is truly amazing. And what this means for us is that, is that the sin, the same sin that uh, literally is responsible, that, that made our soul lifeless, as in, it teaches in Ephesians chapter two, it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and once you once walked. That sin that made us lifeless no longer, no longer has dominion over us. There's, a, there's like a freedom, you've been set free. It's like well, sometimes we don't even um, think about that or like ponder it or like live as if that's, as if that's true, but that, that sin no longer has dominion over you because Jesus defeated death and death had, no longer has dominion over him. Not only that, but Jesus has also made us alive spiritually. So sin has no dominion over us, but not only that, but we are alive spiritually so that we're even, to able, we're even able to know the God of the universe. We're even able to like enjoy him. You ever thought about that? Like knowing God, as a, as a follower of Jesus Christ, you can say like, we read the Bible, like we, we pray. We don't do these things just to check the list, right? We do these things to, to spend time with him. I want to, I want to know God. I want to enjoy his presence. That's how, that's like the, the joy of the Christian life. That's how it's different than everyone else because we actually know the God of the universe. We actually know the creator and I actually have conversation with him and I, and I, I read from his word and I experience his peace and his joy and his rest in my heart. And that's, it's truly, that's how um, it's, it's different, um, that we're alive spiritually. The question is for us this morning, and that I would encourage us to maybe just ask ourselves or um, you can, man, spend the rest of the day. The, the New Year is a, is a great time of, of reflecting and examining our hearts. I truly believe that. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but um, it's such a special time of, of just for us to ask these hard questions and, and just to reflect on our soul. Like, do we believe in this new life? I would ask you, do you believe in the new life that scripture teaches that you, we have in Jesus? Do you marvel at this new life or has it just become a truth that's just numbed our hearts again? Kind of like the youth camp, go off to youth camp, we experience the joy, it's awesome. We come back, get in everyday life, and it's just numb to our hearts. We forget this newness of life, therefore we don't really share it because we kind of forget about it, right? We just go through our everyday life. Um, I truly believe that's why probably we, we lose our evangelistic spirit, right? If we, if we aren't really sharing the gospel with like our coworkers or family members or like our neighbors, it's usually because we're not marveling with the gospel in our own heart. Because if we're truly in awe and in wonder of the gospel, it's, it's, it's a gift and a story that you can't just hold in. Um, this, the last question I would ask for us is just how does this change how we live tomorrow and the rest of 2023? So I, would, I do want to, to answer that question for us. Uh, we're gonna look back into scripture. So if you'll turn back to Colossians chapter three, because um, you remember Colossians chapter three, the writer is talking to the church and who is the church? We are. See, Barrett's trained everybody really well because Barrett went through that whole thing. Um, so let's read in verse five. 
And we're going to read for a little bit, okay? So we're going to read 5 through 17, and then um, we'll go from there. Verse 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if, any, if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If you will, uh, go back to verse 5, where we just started. And in verse 5, there's a word there. It says, put to death, therefore, right? Um, so I won't do the cheesy, like, therefore uh, picture, like, what is it there for, right? Okay, I'm not going to do that, I promise. But that therefore is literally pointing, is referring to what we just talked about, Okay. Since we have been born again, since the old self has died, since we are a new creation, therefore, what do we do? He starts with put to death. Now, you may be thinking, now the old self has died, what am I putting to death? Like literally the old has died, right? So although the old self has, has died, as scripture teaches, we still live in a broken world. Like we still are, are broken selves. We're prone to wonder like dumb sheep, right? We're prone to wonder. Anybody prone to wonder in here? I know I can probably be the, high, the hand highest raised. Like we're just, we're, we're literally like sheep and we're just like wonder around as if, as if we haven't experienced this newness of life. Like we're prone to that. Um, and what, what, we're, what the, the scripture here um, is just teaching. And I want to like tell you the truth this morning because you've been, if you just listen to the world or like you're only on social media or if you just like listen to your coworkers sometimes, the world will tell you the opposite. They've been lying to you, but I'm going to tell you the truth. You're welcome. Sin has no good for you. Okay. Sin has no good for you. Sin tells you it has good for you. Sin has no good for you. And the scripture here is telling us, hey, you have new life. Your old died. The old you died in the crucifixion with Jesus. You've been born again. You have this newness of life. As Jesus resurrected from the grave, so did your new life. So did your soul. 
put to death these earthly ways. Don't mess with this sin. And I love the, even the wording, like put to death. It's not saying um, put it in time out or maybe like set it over here to the side, but truly like put to death the sin of the earthly ways of the old self. It comes from like, we have to remember we have new life. We have new life. Why choose to live in a shack when you have access to a mansion? Like you have a newness of life. There's, there's no reason we should, should, should stay with the old ways. He follows put to death with the next section in verse 12. He says, put on then. Remember, all this is coming out of this new life that we just talked about. This new life, that therefore, referring back to, for you have died. Put on then. So th- this, this part in scripture, verses 12 through 15, I, I, I'm not going to spend time today going word by word through this. And, and, and that, you know, I'm just not going to do that today. That's something we can do like in our personal Bible study time or even with others. What I want to do today, I would love to encourage us to see the heart of this passage, which may require us to like zoom out a little bit. Because um, there's a beautiful picture in, in scripture right here in Colossians 3 of repentance. Repentance. And that's maybe a word that we maybe don't use a, a lot, or maybe you hear the word repent or repentance. You may say it's just like a church word, but you don't really like know what that that meaning um, truly is. So to kind of explain uh, this part, I, <laughs> I know in, in like the new year, 2023, right, a thing is, that's common is, is resolutions, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but you may have made some resolutions for 2023. Um, I'm sure a lot of us have, have done that. Um, you may be thinking, uh, I'm gonna go to the gym every single day this year, 365 days, I'm not gonna miss a day. Uh, you may be thinking that you're only gonna eat celery and apples for the next 360 days. Like, I don't know how that's gonna work for you. You come back and tell me. Um, or maybe it's just simple as like, you just wanna like read your Bible more. Um, I'm not hating on resolutions, by the way. Resolutions uh, are fine within themselves. What, I'll, what I will say is that the thing about resolutions that's funny is that they usually don't last, right? Um, I do not go to the gym, so I referred to my wife who does go to the gym. Um, but she, she was telling me, she's like, January is the worst time for people who go to the gym, right? Because like all these new people show up and then it's like by February, everybody's gone, it's back to normal, right? Um, but there's like, I think there's like, a, there's a reason behind this, right? Um, resolutions are kind of directed at a behavior, right? It's directed at just kind of changing a, a habit or a behavior in your life. Um, and, but Colossians 3 here, and as, as cheesy as this is, Colossians 3 is not talking about a resolution, okay? It's not, it's not talking about this, um, this like temporary thing. Um, Colossians 3 is a great picture of repenting for believers. And as resolutions are directed at behaviors, repentance, I truly believe is directed at our hearts. Repentance is of our hearts. Repenting is putting to death what is earthly in us and putting on what is righteous in Christ. Putting to death what is earthly in us and putting on what is righteous in, in Christ. All this is out of the new life that we have, right? Because of the new life, we can put to death, we have the power of the Holy Spirit 
to put to death the sin that was once uh, the old ways. And we can put on what is righteous. Um, this word repentance, it can, uh, it can be confusing to some of us and even like repulsive, I believe. Uh, it can, repentance can be seen as like reserved for uh, the, the bad Christian or reserved for the new believer. But I believe scripture and specifically Colossians 3 uh, proves that repentance is not only a mark of a new believer in Jesus, but a mark of a mature believer in Jesus. Um, it's, it's a constant desire to literally put to death, like we just said, the old, and to put on the new. Um, I'll, uh, I'll kind of give a, a practical example here. Um, and then kind of just move us into like some, some questions to consider for ourselves. But um, in my heart, uh, just to uh, lead the way in the repentant heart, right? Like, we, like I just said, we kind of view like repentance as like this bad thing or as something that, that oh, like I'm a good Christian. I don't really, I'm not supposed to do repenting. No, like it's like a sign in a, in a, of, of a mature believer and mature follower of Jesus that we do this. But um, in this past time, and even like preparing for this message and approaching the new year and going in, into the Christmas season and just having a lot of time off of work, honestly. Anybody enjoyed that? Like just off of work. Um, I, I wasn't, uh, had any schoolwork or any of that. And just a lot of time to examine my own heart, examine my own life, examine um, who I was and um, in that time of examining my heart, I, uh, it revealed a lot. <laughs> it revealed a lot. It's amazing when we take time to actually um, just pray and to, to truly look into our lives. Um, but as for me, like I, I need repentance in my lack of letting the word dwell in me richly, as it says in verse 16. I personally have paid um, too much attention and focus too much on my career and on my school and even on my hobbies and, and not enough on letting the word dwell in me richly. Um, I found um, a sense of need to like repent from this sense of uh, like apathy and like careless living and without vision or direction and just kind of like doing what I want and like even though I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself is like oh it's just it's just fun I'm just having it's just fun um, but it's it's truly uh, I feel like life without um, this direction or vision and I, I I just sense like there's just repentance needed within my heart over the season that um, over the past two weeks it's just been so good for me to like spend that time with God and, and even to just like um, grieve that and to, to not only like it, repentance is more than just like a remorse. It's more than even asking for forgiveness. It's, it's, it, it is that, but it's also, it's also turning away from those things and then literally starting a, and living in the newness of life. Um, that apathy and careless living that I was referring to turning from that and turning towards being a better spiritual leader for my family, 
for my wife and for my future daughter. Like it's just this, this sense of, of um, just obedience that is, is, um, is good and is needed from me. And, and I want to just, uh, and this is where I hope I can tie together for you uh, the, the combination of the new life and the repentance that we've talked about this morning, okay? This repentance that I'm talking about personally in my life, and, and we'll get to you in just a second, but it's, it's not out of shame and guilt, okay? We, I feel like a lot of us, including me, can struggle to live in this like this this still even after being a follower of Jesus even after knowing the gospel even after you've been through every bible study you've been to every church service you've been through the christmas season still you can wake up on a brand new uh sunday and you can kind of feel the shame and the guilt but this is not out of shame and guilt remember that old person died that old person died but rather this repentance is is out of the new glorious life that I have in Jesus, that we have in Jesus. And joyfully, joyfully, I can come to God boldly approaching his throne with my worshipful repentance because it's good for me and it's living. It's how we walk in the newness of life. The old has passed, the new has come. Put to death the old, that, that the earthly ways that you once did and put on the righteousness of Christ. Um, I do pray that like today, um, we all can, can live in this. I pray that, um, that today we can just wonder at the new life and maybe you are, you're reading those verses or you, you heard the message today and, and just saying, I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not marveling at this newness of life. Spend some personal time studying. I cannot recommend uh, Romans chapter six. You guys have no idea how hard it was not to uh, use Romans chapter six, but we're preaching through the, the, the book of Romans in the spring, so we'll get there. Romans chapter six, 2 Corinthians five, Colossians three, explore, examine, um, recapture that wonder of new life. Maybe after you examine your heart today, um, You'll be like me, and um, you'll, see, you'll see areas in your life um, where it is good to repent. It is good to repent daily, daily. It's not something that you can just do uh, once a year. We're all broken. We're all prone to wonder, and when you do wonder, repent and come back. You have new life. You have new life. Don't play in the mud. There's a new life for us to experience, and it's joyful. So as the band comes, um, I just leave you with these questions um, this morning. Do you marvel at the new life that Jesus has given us? Do you consider that you are a new creation? If you're an unbeliever this morning um, and you're just exploring the truth of Scripture, exploring to see what this is all about, um, I'm here to tell you there's new life for you. The hopelessness that um, we feel when we live life without Jesus, the hopelessness that, um, that, there's, that there's nothing after this or our life doesn't matter, it's found in Jesus Christ himself in the new life. If you have questions about that, you can come talk to us and to the church.
Examine your heart. I would encourage you to examine your heart this morning. Um, out of the newness of life, maybe there's an area, maybe there's, there's something that um, is calling for your repentance, and I pray you do that as well. Um, so let's pray. God, thank you so much um, just for today. God, thank you for, um, God, this season where we can just study your scripture and God, just learn and recapture the simple truths. God, there's, there's nothing profound or new, God, uh, this morning that, that, that we could ever teach. But God, it's just, it's, it's, it's your truth, God, that we're prone to forget. So God, I pray through your Holy Spirit, God, that you, um, God, even just awaken our hearts and awaken our minds, God, to, to know of the new life that we have. God, the old is past. We no longer have to live in those ways that doesn't provide joy. But God, we can experience you and live in your way, God, the way of joy. Um, Lord, thank you, um, Lord, for repentance. God, thank you that we can put to death and we can put on righteousness, God. God, I pray um, this morning, God, as we as the church, God, examine our own hearts, Lord, that we wouldn't be scared of repentance, God, that we would, that we would um, God, welcome it and enjoy it and, and knowing that, Lord, it's drawing us nearer and nearer to you and making us more like you, God, in our sanctification, God. Um, Lord, we do uh, just worship you this morning and just pray that you're honored with our worship. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this Bible teaching from Island Community Church. We want to encourage you to join us for worship in person soon. No podcast can replace God's good design of gathering with other believers in a local church. For more gospel resources and ways to connect with our church, visit us at iccmemphis.com. We offer a prayer of blessing for you from Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope.